Welcome to Duck Podcast, episode 10, dollar sign episode name. Welcome back to the Duck Podcast. Uh, it's May 15th, episode 16th, 10. 16th, actually. It's, okay, it's <laughs> I have no morning. idea what day it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're here. Uh, it's a super long weekend for us. It's Friday Saturday, Sunday, Monday, because it's Victoria Day here in Canada. And then our school has day in lieu. Yeah, on Friday. So uh, it's time for a tea party. So we pull it together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think we can just jump right in. Well, let's talk about our audio setup today. It's not too different. Yeah. Um, I finally got my head new, the headphones that I've been wanting forever. And so I'm wearing those right now. And I'm on the PG48 as usual. Didn't get the mic I wanted, uh, and we might talk about that a little yeah, bit later. Yeah, and the problem is I have to use this horrible mini mic while Joe gets the PG48. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's not that bad. We both sound pretty even. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's just uh, start with audio then. Yeah, so about your headphones that you're wearing right now. Yes, they're the Audio Technica um, A-H-A-T-H-M-20s. There we go. And they're fully over-the-ear, closed back. Yeah, they're closed over-the-ear, so um, they isolate noise quite well. Um, There's People say... um, I didn't actually understand the difference between closed back and open back. Well, some people think that, like, open back allows for, like, better air... Yeah, and that there's less, like, distortion and stuff. And I kind of understand what that means, because there's certain frequencies that just sort of seem like they're distorting, and I know they're not the recording or anything. So I think that's interesting. But sometimes, like, to most people, it defeats the purpose of headphones, because the headphones just is, like, to not interfere with other people. Right. So it's really nice for, like, when I'm working on stuff or... Well, they're just great headphones. And those are the ones that I've used, bought for, like, everyone else, all the other places that i work for and blah 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 so um it was about time that i got my own pair uh so it's really great um because yeah, you've bought two pairs for other places that you have recommended yeah. Yeah. um and then what i wanted to buy was just a little because there's this interesting article about um well it's not an interesting article there's just uh some talk about uh this behringer mic that's basically sort of a Shure SM58 clone, but it's like 20 bucks. And there's a lot of people online who have said that it's really comparable in terms of quality, performance, maybe not quite so much durability, but for 20 bucks, I mean, how can you go wrong? I mean, it'd be meek taking care of it, so it's not like it'd be sort of hucking it around in a stage environment or anything like that. So um, I wanted to give it a try. They didn't have anything at... They didn't have... Apparently, Behringer's all backordered, so they didn't have anything at Axe Music. Um, but I definitely want to try that out soon, and um, looking forward to trying it's it out. Just like, we'll try they, it's just like time. it's just like they don't have any in stock, or is it really that popular that people are mm. just like we have constant demand for this product? No, I, I don't think it's constant demand. I think because yeah. he said Rob at Axe Music said it was just they had like no Behringer stuff at all because there was just like no Behringer coming in, so whatever. It's all like warehoused up or something. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. So, um, yeah, that's my sound. Is there, do you have any sound news? Well, that was sort of goes into theater. Yeah, we did some theater stuff. Um, we finished Just last week we were doing the, the one-act provincial festival yeah. in Red Deer at Red Deer College. Yay. Yay. Well, did we... I, I don't think we've even talked about, like, cities. Because what happened was um, 
we had our one-act festival for our school, and then our school hosted the cities. And so it was really great just to see. It was great for other people, but then we it wasn't really exciting for us because we were just like, hey, oh, look, we're at me. our own school. Well, okay, for you it wasn't. But I, I got the opportunity to meet all the sound kids from basically all over the city um, because they came to us and I showed them our booth and you know gave them a primer, you know, get them settled into our theater because that's really an important part of getting a show on the road and moving it to a different venue is making sure that your technical is working together with the the venue that you're in. So, you know, you obviously build, you know, connection there and it's just really cool to talk to all the people and uh, meet some different techies from other schools. So it was really fun. Because um, a lot of the other schools were just still working on just having CDs in a pack and then just swapping them around or, some of the more slightly more high tech people had like stacks of iPods, which they <laughs> just like queued. Well, I don't think I, I don't think there's anybody who actually had stacks of iPods. Um, I think someone used just like you know, really, what you implement into a show really depends on what you can offer. I mean, you know, sure, it would be great if we could do all sorts of crazy lighting effects at all times, but I mean, the directors aren't going to demand that we do crazy stuff unless there's certain directors. Yeah, the thing I um, see, the thing I see <laughs> about things is that, like, if you cannot develop it at your school, if your school does right. not have it, if you go to a school that has has the stuff, they're not going to really try can't, it. So, you can't use it. Yeah. Like, so you know, there's a lot of schools who just don't have, you know, the budget or whatever the the priorities in drama. Um, to sort of do crazy stuff. So just, you know, sometimes there's just no sound cues, whatever. So it's cool. Um, so, yeah, that was really great. And then uh, English Made Simple, um, one of our shows, actually went to the provincial competition. And uh, so I got to take along, even though Kevin was the actual sound tech for that show. And uh, we got to see a deer and just have lots of fun. It was great. Um, and we talked to this guy, uh, the sound tech at in Red Deer, um, and he's sort of the main sound tech for Red Deer College, and he teaches some courses and stuff. And it was just really cool. He got to show us um, while we watched him use the uh, – they have a Yamaha – do you remember the model? Uh, it might be a PM5D. That's what PM5D. I think it was. Yeah, but first well, of all, like, yeah, okay. first of all, that's not the main board that they had like for everyone to use because most people, like yeah, you said, weren't that advanced in sound. So we had a Mackie SR24x4. That they were just letting normal people use stock yeah. CD players and a tape deck. That's but how for, most people did, ran it. But then I was using Joel's uh, M Audio Firewire 410 interface to run the show. Yeah, and then um, yeah. So then for the closing ceremonies, which he ran, uh, he actually ran it because they have a big. They have that Yamaha. It's a digital mixer, basically, and it's sitting in the audience area. Which in the makes audience it area, really which easier. really makes it a lot better. And so, anyways. Um, and, uh, so that was really cool. And we got to see all the features of digital because, you know, one of the things that we haven't really gotten the opportunity to really play with is digital mixing and, and the advantage of it and blah, blah, blah. So it was really neat to just see how it works. And, you know, he was talking about how it freezes. Mm-hmm. So was, we, we learned about like the advantages and disadvantages of digital mixtures. The advantages of digital mixtures are that you can just like instantly reconfigure any port and reassign things. And have everything running everywhere if you really wanted to. Yeah. Disadvantages is digital. If you have too many channels running at the same time, you might get latency. Yeah, and well, course, that's pretty... And, of course, anything digital has a chance of crashing. <laughs> well, yeah, he sa- basically said that, um, like, if you're running all the channels at 16-bit with EQ and compression, 
yeah, you're going to get latency. But I mean, if you you can scale it down to 12 bit or whatever, and you can still do perfectly fine. So, you know, and I'm sure the new boards out there can probably do 16 bit for all 48 channels. Mm-hmm. So the whatever. thing about the Yamaha is that it has lots of hardware redundancy, dual power supplies, redundant inputs. You can have channel sections which go. You can have two devices handling channel section at the same time, but the software, like any other kind of software, has a chance of just not working. Yeah. And it's so he said that he's only had it lock up like totally frozen like two or three times, and that's been like a, probably been there a year and a half or whatever. But um, he said that really, as long as you shut it down and keep it rebooted, it does, he said it was when he was testing how long it could stay up, like on for long periods of time. So. Really, I mean, these boards are pretty reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the thing is, I have a habit of keeping all my boards on 24-7, running, especially here, running the duck radio feed. Yeah, yeah. well, that's when you want analog, yeah, I suppose. So, moving on. Moving on. Okay, yeah. so let's just talk about um, Anne Murray and that whole thing. So we... Um, one of the thing, cool things is that the Jubilee Auditorium here in, in Edmonton uh, offers these classes for the tech students in the city, uh, and it's just sort of uh, once a month after school. Every you know they uh, give us a tour of what they do at the Jubilee. Um, so usually it'll be sound or lighting or whatever. And uh, Anne Murray actually came back, did another show on one of the days that we were supposed to sort of do a tour. So um, we actually got to tour her show. Um, we talked to their sound tech and he was, he was recording the entire show, all 48 channels onto like four PowerBooks, G, PowerBook G4s. And it was just like, Oh, I was in heaven. And, um, and then, uh, what else? Well, we talked to their like business managers and, uh, tour managers and we even toured her bus and it was just like a really amazing experience. I was just wondering, did they have to split off the... The channels into multiple computers because, like, one computer wasn't able to handle all the channels, or what? Um, I think. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that any computer could record forty-eight channels all at once. I mean, these are PowerBook G4s, so you know they're probably pretty well equipped. But really, it's probably a good idea to just. He probably has twelve on each. Actually, more, it's probably more like eighteen each. Because one of them was actually a, a backup. It was like a two-channel, just manual backup of the whole thing. And you noticed the and you noticed the little ancient ThinkPad running Windows ninety five, or she said. Yeah, he said he had this weird ThinkPad. Oh, I guess you weren't there. I wasn't I just, there. Okay, because anyway. I, I was doing the other stuff. Um, he had this little ThinkPad. It was like Windows ninety five, and it was like it's really thick. Anyway, it's funny because he because that was managing his whole EQ. Anyways, he had some interesting advice. One of the things he said is um to just focus on EQing the room when you're touring, that you should be doing the whole thing and adjusting like the whole uh, sort of mix EQ. And then once you've gotten that sort of set up so that it sounds perfect in the whole room, he said to walk around and, you know, make sure it sounds great at the front and at the back. Um, And he said that, uh, what did he say? Okay, now I'm totally gone blank. Uh, Oh, yeah, he was... Use onboard EQ for during the show, like live stuff. You know, that you can do at the board, but really should be EQing for uh, the whole space um, during your sound check. So that's pretty interesting. Good advice. I'm going to take that. Um, yeah, so that's uh, Anne Murray. was really awesome. And, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So uh, about the camera that we got at school. 
which is the new Canon DL2. Skipping like 12 topics, but sure. Well, um, going back there. Yeah, okay. Well, anyways. So uh, we got um, our Canon GL2. I don't know if we mentioned this on the... I have no idea when... We should really go over the notes from last show before yeah. we record a new show because I have no idea what we talked about last time and when we talked about it, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get our camera. Um, it's pretty cool. It's nice weight and everything. It's just nice to have something more pro-feeling, even if it isn't that much a step-up mm-hmm. technical-wise. Yeah. I, love, I love the giant matte box and... Fun firing microphones in it. Yeah, the mics are just great. I mean, obviously, they're very condenser and they pick up everything, but uh, they are really high quality. And yeah. Um, also, I love that it actually has a proper lens. Kevin says it's iris. I call it aperture because I know photography. Yeah, but aperture better. is something that you apply to, to still photography. Yeah, okay, fine. Anyways, but really, well, yeah, but you still set the f stop of the camera. Okay, we'll debate this later. <laughs> well, we can debate it now, but whatever. Um, but basically, it just means, you know, you can focus in on something really close and keep the background blurred and sort of do some really cool effects so that it's actually interesting. It's not just like everything is infinite focus and blah, 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 and it just looks lame. So I'm glad it worked. And manual focus ring and blah, blah, blah. Um, really great camera. Uh, we had some weird... The, the mic, we had to sort of make a custom mic cable, uh, XLR, to serve this mini jack thing so that it would well, actually work. Well, the thing work. is, like, it, it supplies a plug-in power to, to the microphone, which is on ring, on the ring, on the TRS connector, and the, it's a mini jack. And uh, it's unlike normal phantom power because it's on a separate dedicated cable because all the cables going here are supposed to be unbalanced, but it's stereo. So technically your right channel is getting power. Anyway, if you use a standard, like, TS, tip and sleeve connector, it'll short out the power and bring it to ground, and which will which the camera will like not like for no reason. Yeah. So, so. it you know, we fooled around with it but eventually mm. it worked. So I eventually made a cable which had TRS connectors and it's just separate and just running things in the left channel and everything worked fine. Yeah. yeah. So we do have sort of a portable like handheld mic and probably I don't know if we'll actually use well no, yeah, we'll use it. Because um, we're going to Skills Canada, me and a friend of mine, uh, we're doing the video production uh, skill, you could say. Um, and so we're going to be using the camera. And we <laughs> today we were like, you know, we really need an extended battery. <laughs> so uh, one of our teachers went ordered two high-capacity batteries, which Hopefully makes me very more happy and comfortable. Before Wednesday. Oh, I think they will. If yeah. not, then he said he'll run off and buy them. So I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um what else? Uh, GL2. Um, and so then also, at, sorry, running all over the place, but at Provincials um, for One Axe, which is in Red Deer, they have these workshops. And first day I got into the wrong one. The second day we got to sort of do, oh, yeah, and I'll talk about my video thing. thing See, too. Yeah, initially at the, at the, like in the Provincials we had like workshops and the times we were not watching theater or running away somewhere else. So uh, I woke up late, naturally. So it was 9.02, and I was wondering, am I supposed to be in a workshop at this point? And then everyone was like, yeah, so the only workshop open is film. And I'm like, yes, you know what? I love that. So I ended up <laughs> like, walking in there while they were trying to figure out how to use yeah. lights. I ended up walking. Ended I ended up, up registering because someone was like, oh, yeah, there's you know one about film. And I'm like, yes, awesome. So then I just signed up for this one. It said, like, acting for film. And I was like, okay, well, this must be it. Because it said something about, like, learn about everything about doing for films. I was like, oh, well, this must be it. 
And then turns out it was just like totally not. It was just like all about acting and I was just like, eh, die. But then the next day I went to the film, like actual film editing. Mm-hmm. And, and production. you missed the good part where we. Yeah, I know. I missed the cameras the, and the lights and everything. Yeah. But we did get to edit together this, like, he, this guy who sort of like, he actually edits videos for the college sort of thing. He gave us just like some footage from a scene and we just went at it and. Some of the guys didn't really know Final Cut, but I did, and so I just sort of took over and took did over. everything. <laughs> <laughs> was that really what it was like? I thought because they didn't want to do anything. I was I know, just like, they didn't well. want to do anything, so you're just like, so la, just la, la, like well, I'm doing everything. Okay, fine. I mean, and we talked about things. I think they learned something. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it was good. So it was fun. Um, and then there's also this, and I just found out this. My, my mom just told me she told me she was like, "Oh, you got it." So there's this production camp called Teen Video Intensive, um, and it's a week long. Well, there's two sessions, so you could go for two weeks, but then it's like a ridiculous amount of money. Anyway, so I'm going for the first week, and you learn all about. You actually do acting and production, which I'm just sort of like, eh. But then I talked to um, some of the people who went last year and they said it's really just relaxed like you can do whatever you really into and they do what let you really do whatever you want so that's awesome and um i'm registered so i'm in it's so you're also staying at the residence it's the same yeah so we're we're staying in red deer and in the residence and blah 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 and it's just going to be an awesome time so i look forward to seeing what i learned there um and i'm learning guitar so that's good <laughs> that was just that, a was random random. that was random. <laughs> that, that was that was. We need like a sound. Whenever we say something completely random, like on MacBreak te- MacBreak Tech, yeah, they have this like a rat hole song. I think it's a rat hole, and it's just like whenever they go off on like totally random topic, they just tell you like play this like a rat hole song. It's like ah. I don't know. It's from, from some episode. Anyways, it's just funny. Okay, so we need Alrighty. a sound. Next episode, we'll have a sound. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm trying to learn guitar and I can kind of play something, but not really. And yeah, end of story. So, yeah, so moving on uh, here at HTR, we recently did a server room overhaul. Oh, yeah. And I got my... Okay, wait, wait, wait. Did we talk about my server crashing? My server crashed again. Oh, yeah. Actually, did it ever crash? But anyways, the no, point is it little, crashed, yeah. so we had to migrate all, everything over to DServe, and then we changed IP addresses... And then half my DNS couldn't be updated, and I was just like, uh. So then all my stuff was down for like ever, which and drove then, me and crazy. Then I I'm sorry, guys, if you guys were trying to download the Duck podcast and was like, oh no, because I know there's like 12 listeners out there that are just dying. Yeah, no, so we figured out how to do virtual IPs on my router, which actually turns it into an actual router instead of having my old solution, which was not really a solution because it was sending everything through a switch, See, which was breaking down and turning it into a hub. I don't have a problem with having the single router as long as your hard drive... Okay, today his hard drive crashed again on the router. Well, yeah. So it's just like, la, 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 HDR down. And it's like, oh. So that's the one reason that redundant routing is convenient as opposed to non-redundant routing. Well, it's not really redundant. Yeah, it's I know, just separate. But it was redundant because. Yeah. Anyway, I, I have or, I have ordered a compact flash SD card adapter. Okay, my only question about that is, is that okay? Because obviously, the router is accessing the hard drive. It's obviously doing something because hard drives don't just die like they do. So obviously, it's using it. Won't that like kill the card if it's you're constantly writing stuff to it? It's not constantly writing stuff to it. It's just checking around to, because like it, it logs things. It logs a lot of things. Everything gets logged. Everything you get, 
Every, every packet? Not every packet, not the content of the packet, well, yeah, but, but the fact that there are packets going through at a certain point in time, psychotic. and whatever states, they, they, it gets logged, okay? Well, that's so a ridiculous. It always writes something to the disk. Okay, well, you should not do that. You should <laughs> have a is, customization the, or something. You yeah. need to... Anyways, because that's the third the thing time is, for that the, your has like totally been annihilated. Hey, for the last two years, I've had this ancient IBM thirty-two seven hundred, which is like a Death Star, Death Star, three point two gigabytes, which has been humming along just fine, just like blew up, and yeah. then so I replaced it with a replaced it with a Maxter six gigabyte drive that blew up. Now I'm running on a twenty blow gigabyte up. Western Digital one WD two hundred, and it crashed, but. It's still working because last time it crashed and then it just like couldn't boot at all. It's really weird. Yeah. Well, anyways, point is, HDR. I don't know. It's no longer the uptime dreams of last winter. <laughs> and I say last winter because it's been very lovely, warm outside, and I'm quite happy about it. And I got a new bike. Hey, randomness, randomness, randomness. Yeah, I got a new bike, <laughs> anyway, and I gave anyway, my old bike anyway. to Kevin, yeah, and he's fixing yeah, it. It's yeah. fun. Okay. Anyway, um, about the switch, it's a uh, switch, right? Linksys SRW twenty twenty four, fully managed. It's uh, sort of a clone of uh, of the Cisco Catalyst twenty nine. My root beer, every that's what he's laughing at. <laughs> Cisco twenty nine X series, which because is... I'm blind right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, Joel forgot his glasses. <laughs> And yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty it's, awesome. it's really weird. So I can't see anything. That's why I'm like keep running away from the microphone because I can't actually see what's on my computer. Anyways, whatever. Did you on about your switch? Anyway, I was trying to decide whether or not to get an HP Pro Curve uh, 1800 2424M or. Are you kidding? You never considered the HP. What are you talking about? I did. About? I did. I stared at the HP because it was actually it was in the same price range. Really? It was. It was like five dollars off. Then really? I, but then I have my 2424M here, the one that I'm borrowing from the school indefinitely. Borrowing? Oh, because it's like, that's like, that's like how the U of A is like, hey, everybody, borrow these P3s forever. But they're still ours. <laughs> because we might ask for them back. But I've already like, dis- <laughs> all the parts that they've given me, like I've just like disassembled and all the parts are everywhere, like on every different computer, every which way, so. Anyway. In fact, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm just talking. <laughs> just tell me to shut up, okay? <laughs> I don't particularly love the user interface on the HP, and I was thinking that the, the Linksys would be a bit better because this this is one of the steps that I was doing for training for Skills Canada, which happens to be in about like three, four days. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I have to deal with Cisco switches. So Linksys is a Cisco division. So anyway, command line, it's not really documented. Actually, the documentation doesn't exist. The documentation command line only? What? HP's command line only? No, HP has a web interface and then like a semi-command line, a menu oh. system, and then a, a command line that isn't really Not compatible with anything. Line. But anyway, the Linksys, Linksys command line is compatible with iOS, the Cisco iOS. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. That's which, cool. Which is good because then it lets like me know grade. how to use it. Enterprise. The thing is, no, they, they don't want you to know how to use it. It was, it's really, so you have it's to go a, study the Cisco manual before you can actually use it? Yes, because the Linksys switch doesn't really have any documentation. It tells you where the ports are, where the power plug is, and where the console That's port is. I'm mostly... like, yes, we already know that. <laughs> Here's the console port. I'm like, what else has a serial port? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, so basically all they want you to use is uh, the web admin and then the, the simple menu system, which allows you to set passwords, change the IP address, and basically that's it. 
because and then a lot of reviewers on the internet have sort of gotten annoyed at this because they didn't know about the command line because basically you have to do like control Z <laughs> at, at the menu. This is a gigabit switch, by the way. Yeah, I don't think we mentioned that. That's why he bought it. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing, the, the reason why I got it was because we had five gigabit switches chained around the house, Which, and this was breaking a non-existent can I, can, rule can, can, of before Ethernet. Before you like do your grand explanation of branching trees and blah blah blah, can I explain it in simple terms? Okay, fine. Okay, so rather than having things, okay, imagine this. Okay, say you have. Let's imagine the library analogy. I'm, I'm doing an analogy <laughs> just for Aurora because I think she likes analogies. So what we're talking about here is, say you have a library book. Okay, so let's say um, the internet connection is like the main library, and all the books are stored at the main library, and um, let's say the university library, and uh, you want to check out a book, and so you send it to you send it directly to the, your local branch, and um, and so that way it's very rapid because it's going straight directly to that branch. So this is sort of how Kevin has it set up now because he's. He has connections directly from the main branch, the internet, to his computers. Whereas before, there was sort of this hucking books at different branches before it actually showed up at your branch. Yeah, basically like... And so when you're returning it, you're taking it directly back to the branch rather than, you know, or directly back to the main library rather than your local branch and then shipping it off back to the main library in the sort of request system. So really, rather well, than having yeah. a bunch of stops along the way in order for your information to get from point A to point B, you're just going direct, which involves running a bunch of cable all over his house, and so it looks like a school in his house now. A school in my house. Anyway, no, if you're going to go with your library analogy, I would say that the packets or frames, and if you're talking about layer two, are the library carts, okay? The payload inside is the books, <laughs> are the books, okay? And then, uh, and then there's a sign on it, which says where it's supposed to go, and then on the sign it also says where it came from. And then <laughs> there's your packet. Right that, there's there. your packet. And then the, the packets are just like carting around everywhere. Yeah. So uh, with multiple switches, these are all stored forward switches because I haven't really had experience of cut through switches, which they have in higher levels of networking. Sweet. Yeah. But anyway, these ones, they, they, they basically how it is, is just like it gets shipped off to like shipping and receiving and then <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then it, it has gets... to sit and ship and shipping and receiving for a little while before it actually moves anywhere yeah so and then people just like sit there and read the signs and see where they go and so it's, it, okay so then then they push them off to like tunnels the librarian yeah <laughs> they push the carts off to tunnels which your, go your analogies like are always terrible because all of a sudden you just like start talking about tunnels and then you're like okay well, it okay, is tunnels like i mean like real tunnels like <laughs> okay. real round ones. anyways i think okay. we will get it okay the point okay, is we don't branch things off to a billion routers we just have one router and the router is really fast and it's good mm-hmm. um, but anyway like people say that there's this magic like one two three rule about how many Things you can branch together, of course. This yeah, applied whatever. back in the day with hubs, where hubs are things which like repeated one thing everywhere. So if you branch too much, that would create insane collision problems. But anyway, with switches, that's less problematic, but you still have a store and forward latency. So basically, re- consolidating everything to one switch reduces the latency between points. And you it's don't have a nice, to go pretty star points. formation. So it's all yes, good. it is actually a star formation. Well, sort of, because I'm still working on the cabling. So in certain areas, I still have separate switches. But we will call them edge switches. Edge switches. Yes. Whereas my big star thing is called the core switch. Yeah. Core. Okay. Anyway, 
I so, love it. It's fine. It's great. It's really it's fast. Yeah. I've tested it. I was backing up my entire hard drive because I had to like reformat it. And it, it supports jumbo frames. Yes, jumbo frames are jumbo cool frames too. are just like have like even being though DServe doesn't support yeah, it. Yeah, I know. It's like being able to pack. Three rows of books onto that library it's card. It's like putting all your books on a really, really tall cart so that you can stack all of them on top of each other. The only problem... Okay, here's the great analogy. Here it comes. The only problem is sometimes, sometimes that your local branch doesn't have high enough doors to let those carts in, and so then you just have to chomp them down into smaller packs so it actually gets in the doors. <sighs> And sometimes, and sometimes the chopping process doesn't work out properly. So sometimes the payload, aka the books, get chopped along with it. Yeah, and so and then, then you end up it. with like destroyed books, and then you can't read the book. Okay, moving on. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> so uh, radio, um, HTR's radio frequency will most likely change from one hundred seven point three FM um, in the Duke and. Yeah. And somewhere around one of them. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I want to say Harry. Anyway, uh, okay. We're probably going to be switching to somewhere around 107.9 ish, depending on how things turn out. This is because various corporations and people want to put a station I, on this frequency. I don't get this. Because like, everyone is like, Edmonton needs new radio. Yeah, we need different I don't know. things. Like, who listen? Okay, I'll be honest. Like, we're talking about radio, but I don't listen to the radio. <laughs> like, honestly. I listen to my iPod. Like, it's a really a huge... I guess there is. I mean, people listen to their car. I don't drive around, so I guess... I, I get, Okay, never mind. The thing is, like, I, radio I have is no where, point, so I'll just shut radio up Radio is where people, like, learn about new music. Yeah, that, that's a that's point. True. Okay, fine. Okay. Anyways, um, so there's just, like, an abundance of radio stations in Edmonton, and it's ridiculous, and there's, like, more every single day. Anyways, it started, case it in start, point, Yeah, it started about, like, at the beginning of this year when the CRTC asked for companies to submit uh applications to serve the edmonton area and of course if you live here you know that the radio sp- bandwidth is very limited we have we've had like three four five stations pop up in the last few years so especially like uh, not much space left really on the band yeah, yeah especially like how a lot of the am stations now have repeaters on the fm band yeah, especially you know cbc and everybody. cbc just like has like we have three choice to all licenses even though they're all the same mm-hmm. anyway so anyway the this right now there are about five applications which are looking at a range of 107.1 megahertz to 107.3 megahertz which and introduces a problem for hdr radio obviously mm. because uh if because uh, we're unlicensed at this point, and submitting applications <laughs> is more of a hassle than anything yeah. because they're going to be like, you have no. no point and you have no money and you're not going to submit $100,000 to the Canadian... To like, we're community radio. Everybody wants to listen to Joel Kevin ramble on about library cards. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we only do it like once a month, so the rest of it just be like... Okay, anyways. Um, so yeah, if you're um, in Leduc and you're listening to this... Just be warned that if one day 107.3 is not HTR, go to radio.htr.net and find out where it really is. Mm-hmm. Done. Okay, so HTR might be moving. Um, capital FM. Okay, what's with this? Apparent, okay, basically, what's like, their genre? Like, do you, I don't even know. Capital FM is going for like a, the Fox-esque thing. The reason why they're going for for this genre... But isn't it more it's 70s, more, 80s? Like, it is. There's it is, no modern that is music. More, that is more classic hits-esque. Okay. Yeah. But there's no, like, really... There's no modern, is there? 
very little. Yeah, okay. Or you can say none at Just all. Just like all the modern music yeah. that sound like oldies, yeah. like the problem, Nora Jones okay, and stuff. The reason why they were attacking that is, okay, as you may or may not know, that was CKRA, which has been Big Earl for the last two years. And Big Earl has been unsuccessfully Country. trying to overtake Fail. Kiss and FM, Fail Dozer. which doesn't Fail actually, doesn't doesn't <laughs> help because they have like the they've anchored the market, so no one's gonna yeah, it's, no, it's, nothing's gonna budge Kiss. So yeah. anyway, CHQT eighty eighty AM is switching to all news May twentieth, which is in four days. Oh really? I yeah, know. they know they're switching. They're that. switching to all news. So Capital FM was going to do it a bit earlier and trying to get people switching over to their station before the change happens. So basically, I guess people are like, "I love the quality of FM," which is actually pretty cool because all these have really good stereo separation. Right. So um, Capital FM apparently it's ridiculously popular. I haven't listened to more yeah, than no, like, like a minute of it for the but, for the week um, that it launched. It. For the week that it launched, it has become like the default elevator music station for like <laughs> various stores, buildings, offices, and Kevin telephone Kevin does on a lot hold of lines. Shopping. I spent we spent the afternoon. Like I've gone shopping with Kevin before, but I've never quite experienced this. Like we literally just like. Walk around. Like, because usually when we go, we have something in particular that we're looking for. So we're looking for something. But we just wandered around Home Depot, Office Depot, Staples. Like, we went everywhere. We just wandered around. I was so tired. I was like, Kevin, like, let's just sit down and just stop, have a pop, you know, or something. He's just like, no, I have to go look at random plants. Like, <laughs> we had to go look at the plant pot that says, I'm a chalkboard. Oh, and we're man. just like, no, you're a plant pot. You identity issued plant pot. Anyways, um, so yeah, Kevin is crazy. He spends his most of his non computing hours at like Walmart, just like wandering around. So he knows what they're playing on the radio. Um, so yeah, he's the expert. Okay, what else do we have to talk about? Other randomness, which we have yeah, like I literally inserted. listed other ra- randomness because I thought maybe there's some radio news that you wanted to talk about, but I don't well, think there is. Lately, there have been reports that the QR77 helicopter in Calgary has ma- magically crashed, and then all the announcements announcer- crashed. Do you mean like their computer crashed, or like they smashed the helicopter, into a building? Like, came down at a 45 degree angle Ooh. into some various hard object. That's bad. I'm not tr- completely sure about this, and I'm not completely sure about how, the ability of the this. The question is, witnesses how would they been... report on the accident because there'd be no traffic chopper? Okay, so <laughs> basically, the announcer has been used to saying, here's traffic in the helicopter. And then, and then everyone was shocked because it's like, we have no helicopter, and someone probably died. Uh-oh. So that's not good. <laughs> Hopefully everybody's yeah, so all right. They didn't know, incident. and basically that caused a lot of commotion in the newsroom okay. that day. Okay, really weird. I have something to say. Um, we're getting a blimp eventually. Eventually, Yuri and I. Okay, the blimp is like the most ideal okay, solution. So, okay, so we were talking about this because Yuri, Yuri's just like, we need a blimp, and I'm like, you know what? You're right. We do need a blimp. Like seriously. Okay, let's look at a blimp as a mode of transport. Let's face it. The, mode, the ideal mode of transport is something that can fly. I mean, really, who? what's with ground? I mean, ground is so, you know, congested. You have to get around traffic and all that. I mean, really, if you're going to get moving, you might as well go in the air because everybody wants to fly these days. Anyways, so obviously, you know, plane, yeah, you need a runway, blah, blah, blah. You need a license. Well, you probably know what's with You know, hot air balloon, eh, okay, whatever. Planes, helicopters, helicopters are too noisy, it's too, you know, Donald Trump. 
what we really want is some sort of floating laboratory that we can bring anywhere and we can keep our stuff in it. So we really need a blimp. It would be, uh, you know, totally awesome. It would be very epic in nature. Um, we would basically keep all our stuff in there. It would float around. And so it would be very practical. I mean, think about it. Basically, you just keep all your stuff in there. And so, you know, for example, we're going down to Calgary for Skills Canada. We just bring our blimp. I mean, I we'd meet them down there. We'd just any, be like, okay, yeah. here we go. And, and then, of and course... if you end up there, you can just, like... You could just Tell sleep the in the blimp. Come here. Yeah, like you would just like invite people, and so then you just land your blimp wherever you need to stop, and just say like, "Hey guys, come on into our blimp." <laughs> so then, okay, and of course, it would all be controllable like via remote. So I mean, we'd have our iPod touches, and well, that I don't have, but you know, you could connect up and just be like, "Hey blimp," and you could have it float around. So I mean. We could, and of course, you'd be in the air. So obviously, you know, Kevin's discussions about height above average terrain. You know, you'd have great radio reception. You'd have perfect, um, you know, uh, wireless broadband. So you could just be like, ding, ding, and have Wi-Fi everywhere. You could just be like, oh, I need internet. Let me call my blimp over here. So um, we've concluded that we need a blimp. It would be labeled HTR slash joel.ca slash widelang on the side. And um, we would have a very awesome lab in our blimp. So you can expect that in the next 40 to 60 years. Because <laughs> we're never going to get a blimp, but we still really want one. Mm-hmm. And also a license to be in the air for long periods of time. Of course, but I mean, just think about the awesomeness. We need a blimp. You know what? In 60 years... Kind of, eh, it, you're nuts. Yeah, you're nuts. <laughs> 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 in 60 years, we might, we'll be finding this ancient MP3 file sitting on like this ancient like, hard drive hey, and we'll be like, seriously, we wanted a blimp. I mean, blimp. Out of transport of the future. Now, if anybody has some objections, like, I'm pretty sure that blimps you need to tie down or else they just float away. So I'm pretty sure all my imaginations about awesome blimp floating transport are completely um, surreal, but I don't really care because we really want a lab in the sky. I just worry about Yuri and his pyrotechnic... Uh... That just play... Okay, fine. <laughs> I thought I turned system sounds off, but apparently everybody knows I got a new email, which is the Daily Dilbert, because it's 1 a.m. All right, this has gone from, like, semi-random to really random completely to, like, random. Okay, completely okay, okay, ridiculous. One, okay, last topic. Computers. What do we have to say about computers? I have it written down as, like, no. J-Quad, I screwed up and had to reinstall. That's about it. So what do I have to say about computers? We're getting um, new ones at school? No, we aren't. Okay, fine. Yeah, they are. No, they're just, like, moving things around. No, 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 but th- no. To move things around, they have to input new ones. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't affect us. It's like drafting and design, which, good for them, because, quite frankly, they're the one who need graphics, not us, but... Uh, yeah, they're shifting all their equipment to ComTech or whatever. Oh, we got an iSnowball in the <laughs> booth. In yeah. the booth, so we actually have something that isn't a giant CRT. Well, I think we've, I think we've eliminated all the CRT yes, monitors. Yes, we have in definitely removed eliminated. I all took the CRTs. I took my LCD to school for the lighting board, and we moved the lighting board LCD that's like really nice over to the control booth, and then we eliminated the iFruit for the Snowball. So that's Snowball, of course, being the iMac. Sort of snow, uh, snow. The round stalking iMac. No, 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 <laughs> stalking. <laughs> what? Hey, hey, have you seen the the image? They had that when called eye stalk. No. Okay. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. No, it's called igloo. Yeah, I think they call it the igloo iMac. Anyways, I'm actually four. It's beautiful. I love it, and it's lovely. It loves me. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and so we're all LCD, so that's good. What else about computers? Um, uh, Application pick of the week. Oh, I would say, or week, or the, the week. forever. I would say sound queue system for Windows because there is no queue lab for Windows at this moment, and I don't know if there ever will be one. So this is as close as you're gonna really gonna get to to something that works as well. Did as you Q-Lab. still run the trial version for the actual show? It worked. The I guess the show is only ten minutes. Yeah, longer. I know, I know. I mean, if you're running something longer or more budgeted, it would be a good idea to buy it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's definitely true. Um, okay, so that's your pick of the week. My pick of the, well, I thought we still say pick of the week when you totally don't do the it. The pick of the month or the pick of the last the time period between this show and last show. Yeah. Okay. Or where this show is undefined variable. Really, I mean, <laughs> let's face it. This show is an undefined variable. Yeah. Okay. So pick of the X. Um, uh, da, 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 da. I. What am I using? Uh, okay. I'm the outliner. No, I'm going to say iCal, which is totally lame. Okay, let me just hold on. Let me look at my applications. Talk about random. <laughs> um, but this is interesting. I have to talk about randomness. And uh, it's really hot upstairs because it's like 32 degrees and my Toshiba is like blasting its fans. And that's not good because, see, okay, I'm usually not, a, like, I usually don't get annoyed by noise at night, and I can sleep in the server room just fine, but the problem is what annoys me is that, like, varying fan speeds throughout the night. So the Toshi just, like, kicks in a high fan, then low fan throughout the night, and that's okay, just annoys enough randomness. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to say iCal, just because... Um, you said it was lame. What? You said it was lame. Of course it's lame. Okay. It's a lame choice because they didn't get to really look at anything, but... Okay, fine. I'll just name like two random ones that are I've just been enjoying because I reorganize all my calendars into colors and it's pretty and it yeah. works really well. Um, iCal and then um, uh, da, da, da. I was gonna say another one. Um, GarageBand. Because oh. um, I've been learning a little bit of guitar and so built-in tuner. It has a built-in tuner. It's really neat because I'll just like. I don't even need any mics or anything. I just use the built-in mic, and I'll tune the guitar using the built-in tuner. So it'll be like, ding, 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 and it's just like, hey, it's an E. You're ding. sharp, you're flat, tune your guitar. It does really does nice. it just like accept feedback through the mics or something like that? What? Does it accept feedback through mic or something like that? Yeah, no, it just uses a built-in mic. Oh, okay. And um, But the nice thing is that, because there's a lot of programs out there, and it's like, oh, oh shareware, $30, just to tune your freaking guitar, and, you know, it's built into GarageBand, so... Uh, if for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, GarageBand, latest version of GarageBand 08, make a new track that is a real instrument, not a software instrument. Um, Does it end up as MIDI if you have software instruments? No, it shows up as like, um, it shows up as something else. I don't want to select anything because it's recording right now. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, so then you, and then in the sort of the blue sort of status area, which, okay, People, you, you, you need to look closer at the blue little notification area because it actually shows you a lot of information. Like, it'll tell you there's a little dot that when it's, like, working, it, like, flashes. And um, there's all this little cool stuff. And so if you hit those arrows and you can pick uh, the little icon, you can actually select tuner. And that will give you um, a tuner. And you just use as your mic source. So there you have it. I've made it through the entire show grasping my mic while Joel gets to have my awesome gutted lamp mic holder. 
So good for you. There hasn't been too much handling noise. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Yay. Well, that pretty much wraps the show up for yeah, this week. It's two AM. Um it's two AM and uh thanks for all those who are listening. And uh, thanks for all the fish. I'm Joel. I think we missed our introductions. I'm Joel from J O L E dot C A. I'm Kevin from HR.net. And this has been the Deck Podcast. And I don't have the closing music, so we'll have that in later. Oh, that's going to be weird. Uh, Well, hold on, let me try. Thank you.